Previously on Modular. Big Al Calzorn was spared in the hostage crisis, and the last orc alive gave Bradley vital information about other orcs in the area. Quinn executed the orc for being a rat, and Bradley gave Siegel a water funeral on the ranch. Back in town, Bradley put on a show for Fandolin, received a startling letter from his brother Sly, and learned that Sister Grele is a member of the Harpers, a spies guild that works to protect Faerun from dangers unseen. Bradley was warned of a group called the Stone Cold Reavers, but he had little time to worry about them, as there were more orcs to face down. My name is Thorin George. My name is Luke Job, And this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the 5th edition of D&D. That's right. These are the pre-written stories made up by the people who made up D&D. We didn't write them. We're here to run them for you. Why would we do that, Thorin? Why? Why would we do that? Well, Luke, maybe you're DM who's thinking about running a particular campaign and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you're stressing out about packing and moving and this is really the only thing that you can do that is any fun. And recording this podcast right now is taking your mind off of everything and you really just need to de-stress and... Has anyone heard of projection before? Uh, you should be warned. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the adventure we're running right now, Dragon of Icefire Peak. So, like, if you're a player in a campaign that's running Dragon of Icefire Peak, it's going to get spoiled for you. So don't yeah, listen. Yeah, don't listen to us. If you're, if you're this far, you better stop right now. Uh, but there's also another warning we should give them, right? That's right, Thorne. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult Fuck. themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence... And vagrancy. And let me tell you, vagrancy really shouldn't be a crime. It's just a way to arrest homeless people. But either way, you should be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. So without further ado, welcome to Modular. And our session 9 of Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Bradley, Inverno's on your left, Quinn's on your right, three orcs and an ogre are charging you, up off 40 feet and up 30 feet, there's another orc with a heavy crossbow firing at you, 
Inverna turns to you and says, Bradley, now I really get to see what you're made of. Let's do this. She pulls her long sword from its scabbard, two hands on the thing. She rushes forwards. Not as cool as Aragorn, but she's going right for one of these orcs. That is a 19. She crits on a 19. Ooh. And she deals 11 points of damage to one of these orcs just carving into his chest. Uh, immediately slashes him good, and she kind of cackles in a odd, frightening way that you haven't... You, I mean, she's pretty, you know, low Do you think you could... Uh, could you do that cackle right now? <laughs> but crazier. I, I'm, I'm not even that good of an actor. She's wow. She's real deal. Quinn, his eyes go wide, and he says, all right, I'm going to charge too. He rushes into the fray, going for a different orc. Hits. And doesn't do much damage, but, I mean, he, he hits a guy right in the chin. Cracks him a little bit, and it's your turn. These orcs and this ogre are going last. Ogre's right in the middle. Looks like Inverna's got two orcs on her side. Quinn's dealing with one. You could help any of them, or you could take on the ogre. It's up to you. Hmm. Okay. I... Are, would you say the three orcs are, like, lined up together? Uh, wait, if you're standing on the side? No, like, like just in a line. Like, are they within five feet of each other? Each? Um, I mean, if you went to the side, they would be, right? But you've got, like, you've got one, I'll say, ten feet to your left. One 15 feet to your left, Ogre, like, straight in front of you, and then another one 5 feet to your right. So they're they're kind of spaced out a little bit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I am going to... Is there a way that I can go around to line them up? Yeah, you have enough movement speed to get them Okay, that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to channel the uh, Storm God Blessing that I got, and I'm going to cast Lightning Bolt on them. Okay. Uh, And they all have to make deck saves, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think Lightning Bolt's a deck save. You might want to check. It is a deck save. It's the decks, okay. The Ogre... Gets a one total. Ooh. Yikes. One orc gets a seven. Okay. One orc gets a 17. Okay. And one orc gets a 22. 21, rather. 21, sorry. So am I casting this at at just third level? Yeah, basic third level. Okay. Cool. So 8d6... 8d6. I guess 2 save, 2 fail. Yeah, 2 save and 2 fail. Just, uh... 
just a little trivia for those of you listening at home. I I don't where else would you be listening, I guess. I am I have eleven sets of dice and I want more. That's my bitch. Two, four, six, seven, ten, fifteen, twenty four. Twenty four total. So then twelve uh those other two take. Okay. The one orc that was untouched and succeeded is still standing. The other two orcs that have been hit are both eviscerated as this lightning pierces from you. The Well, one ogre, of them was hit, and the other one was not hit. No, they take half damage. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, no, Quinn had hit one. And oh, Verna had hit one. Oh, okay. So you you kill two orcs outright. The ogre takes a lot of damage, but is not down. The other orc has now taken a lot of damage, but is still standing. Bradley, what does this look like as this lightning crackles out of you? You've never channeled arcane energy like this before to be this destructive. Yeah. Um. So it's a little weird. I just kind of... I go and I in a straight line and and my initial thought was to use the spell shatter on them um to get a couple of them but then all of a sudden I was just overtaken with this this fury at these orcs and this ogre for daring to try and attack me and and you know all of a sudden I just am blasting lightning from my hands all right I don't really know how it happened. I just know that it did. As the lightning channels out of you, you get a brief flash in your mind's eye of a tidal wave engulfing a coast. Nice. This ogre reels... Sexy. This ogre reels from what you just did to him, and Quinn is now not matched. No one's against him. The ogre swings on Quinn. That is a hit. Quinn takes 14 points of damage. Quinn is down to 5 HP. I thought you were about to say he's just down. No, he's down to 5. Okay, thank you. God. As this thing just clobbers into him, he stumbles. I can't lose two. Oh, fuck. This other orc attacks Inverna. That's a hit. Inverna takes five points of damage. She's fine. Barely clips her. Um, She calls out to you. Bradley, I've got this one. You need to help your little friend. And she attacks. What about the bow orc? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I can't... I mean, even though it would benefit me to forget about him, I can't. Thank you. He fires down at you, Bradley. Does a 14 hit you? Oh, uh, yes! And you take 
two points of damage as this thing oh, just wow. whizzes by, just kind of scrapes your earlobe. Ooh. That one very nice. <laughs> now, Inverna tells you, I've got this one covered. You either need to take out that guy on the tower or help Quinn. And she attacks the one she's fighting. And she misses. Quinn, pretty bloodied. His his entire left arm is, is covered in, in bruises now. He just kind of cracks his neck and tries to punch this ogre. Hits. Deals eight points of damage to this guy. Hell yeah. Quinn? Mr. Copper, what... uh, I, don't, I don't know uh, what you just did. You, did. you did a hell of a lot. Good work on that. Lightning. Uh, do, do some more, please. And it's back to you. I... I don't think I'm going to channel lightning again. Instead, I'm going to, you know, pull out my crossbow, and I'm going to shoot at this ogre. Okay. That's going to be 13 to hit. That's a hit. Nice. That's seven points of damage. Nice. Ogre's looking hurt, but he's he's definitely still in this fight. Hell yeah. It's, it's his turn. Unhell yeah. He's going to attack Quinn again. Quinn takes... Eight points of damage and goes down. Quinn watches as the crossbow sticks into this ogre's back. It kind of... Riggles, he looks at you. Good work, keep that up, Mr. Cop. Smacked up under his chin with this great club. His neck violently swings up. He hits the ground. He will now be making death-saving throws. Not again. No, quit. There isn't much time to think for you as a crossbow bolt lands directly into your calf dealing you 10 points of damage inverna is also hit for 15 points of damage she's down to 14 hp quinn's down to zero you're down to six it's her turn she says bradley this just went from going fine to going real bad she tries to plunge her sword into this fucker's stomach and she does so successfully the orc she was fighting crumples to the ground as she kills it quinn is going to make his first first death save that is a 12 one success your turn i'm going to as a bonus action i'm going to say quinn you're not going down without a fight and i'm going to cast second level healing word on him okay and he regains... Oh, of course I roll the worst that I can. He regains six hit points. All right. He's back up. You say that. His eyes shoot open. Some of the blood and bruising on his chin and neck heal. And he stands back up, wipes the blood anime style. 
He learned that one from you. <laughs> he looks at you. You're damn straight, Mr. Copper. Not in personnel, Mr. Copper. <laughs> I'm, and then as my action, I'm going to uh, shoot my crossbow at the ogre. All right. And it misses. Okay. It whizzes on past. Ogre doesn't have great AC. Are you sure it misses? It's... I got a seven. Oh, yeah, it misses. Okay. It's now this ogre's turn. He kind of shouts out, and Quinn's in front of him, and Verna's behind him. He just does a full arc backwards and swings now at Inverna after I'm hearing little, that, that orc gets stuck. I'm a little less... Uh, I'd be a little less upset if Inverna went down than I would if Quinn did, so... <laughs> you don't like Inverna? It's not that I don't like Inverna. I, I'm, I'm fond of her, but Quinn's my friend, you know? He's my buddy. Hell yeah. Well, she does get hit. And she does go down. Of course she does. She takes 16 points of damage out of her 14 HP. She stuck this orc, dropped her sword. She knows she's got to deal with that sniper up on that tower. She's starting to pull out her light crossbow. As she reaches for it, her arm is crumpled against her shoulder. She's smushed into the ground. And suddenly she is knocked unconscious, and she will be making death saves. The orc up on the tower... Fires at Quinn and misses. Uh, you see a crossbow bolt just kind of clink off of Quinn's armor. His chainmail falls to the ground. He kind of looks up and spits at that sniper, but he has nothing that can hit that sniper. <laughs> so he can't really oh, do no. it right now. Inverna makes a death save. 14 is a success. Quinn rushes the ogre. Fuck you, you fat piece of shite. He hits. He crits. 19. Oh! Uh, he scrambles up this ogre's knee and just punches right into his chest, right where his heart is. And Quinn weighs 30 pounds. This ogre weighs hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Quinn's might cocked back in this fist, slams into this ogre, and this giant ogre is stumbling backwards from this little halfling, smacking into him. And as he falls to the ground, he does Iron Man superhero landing and says, Finish it, Mr. Copper. Your turn. Fuck yeah. First things first, though, I'm going to say, Inverna... You're the only other archer. We kind of need you. So, get up, please, and cast second level healing word on her. All right. Four, and she regains eight points of health. All right. Same deal as before. Her eyes shoot open. Some blood recedes back into her body. Okay. Bradley, wow, I hadn't gone down like that in quite some time. Uh, but she's back up. Now what do you do? I'm going to... Aim my crossbow, true, and steady. And I'm going to say, By the power 
of the tenacious defense of Rage Cage and Jables. Strike true! And I'm going to shoot my crossbow. That's going to be a, tw a dirty 20. Oof. Go ahead and roll that damage. Cool. Five damage. Where do you hit this thing to kill it? How is it? Is it on the ground? Or is it standing up? No, it was stumbling last you oh, saw it. Oh, it was just stumbling? Yeah, so it was as stumbling it's stumbling towards you backwards. As it's stumbling towards me, I say that and I shoot it and it gets hit in the back of the head. And with it. enough force to and, and then and then it just falls backwards and the arrow sticks through oh, to the front. Oh all the way. That's nasty. Oh, but good yeah. work. As it falls, this orc up at the top of the tower, Gil. Calls oh, is that out. his name? Yeah. He calls out and he says, mm, I'll fight to the bitter end. Bradley, you are hit. Ooh. And you take nine points of damage. I'm down. Fuck. Everybody went down this fight. As soon as you hit this ogre, it collapses. Some blood spurts out of the front of its face as this arrow pierces all the way through. Through. You kind I of look smile. at Quinn and Inverna and I go, <laughs> and then I... Right into your chest. A crossbow bolt sends you reeling to the ground. You And it's like, you know how in movies, like, when somebody gets shot and they don't realize it, they'll just, like, look at everybody and, like, what's going on, and then they'll look down and they'll have been shot? That's kind of what I look like right now. And then I just kind of fall to my knees and I fall on the ground. Inverna looks shocked. Quinn looks terrified. It's Inverna's turn. She can't do anything for you. She's going to shoot and try and take this archer out. That's a miss. It goes flying through the sky. Quinn rushes over to you. Hold, hold on, Mr. Hold on. All right, just, just stay with me. God, I would be so screwed if you died. Please, please don't die. Please. He's going to make oh, a medicine man. Wouldn't check. Wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't that be crazy if I just died right now in the middle of our campaign? Uh, that is an 11. He, it was a DC-10 medicine check. He has you stable, but you are unconscious. Okay. So you're out of the fight. Now it's up to your two sidekicks to take these guys out. Well, Quinn is fired at as he's on the ground trying to help you. He's missed. Inverna fires back. <laughs> the arrow hits me instead. <laughs> It's like Django Unchained. You're he Quinn is Django, and you're all the dead bodies he's using as covering. <laughs> Blood's just <laughs> fucking flying in the air. Quentin Tarantino's looking at feet off in the distance. <laughs> okay, Inverna hit. She deals ten points of damage to this guy. He stumbles. Uh, as this crossbow bolt sinks into his belly, but he has not been hit yet. Quinn doesn't have enough reach for you, uh, or for to hit this guy um, without disadvantage. So he will be rolling with disadvantage. He roll he rerolls not ones actually. So let's try that again. 
Ah, uh, yeah, he would have hit, but with disadvantage, it goes flying. Uh, mm. It's it's really just a gunfight at this point. <laughs> your, <laughs> your blood is still flying randomly <laughs> every time every time you're missed. All right, the orc fires at Inverna. Misses her. She fires back. Misses. Quinn with disadvantage. Jesus Christ. That'll hit, and that'll hit. Quinn. <laughs> oh, he didn't roll enough damage to kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn shoots it at disadvantage. It actually hits the base of this tower. It skitters up, defying every law of physics, and just sinks into this guy's pinky toe. And he, oh, what the fuck was that? Oh, God. Uh... He fires back. Now it's shooting at Quinn. Misses. <laughs> Inverna says, ah, I, If Bradley was conscious to see this, he would probably be laughing. <laughs> Nat, 20. Finally. She finally, on her like 20th shot at this guy, shoots him square in the eye. He falls off the tower, lands on the ground, dead. And the Shrine of Sovereign's encounter has been taken care of. You wake uh, an hour later. Go ahead and take a short rest. Okie dokie. I'm going to use two hit die. So that's 2d8. That's eight health. Nice. Perfect. You're back up a little bit. Inverna's at eight. Quinn's at six. You all look like shit. Um, once you wake up, you realize you're at the tree line. You haven't even gone into the shrine yet. Inverna looks at you and says, Bradley, me and Quinn were talking. You know, needed to give you some rest. We all went down. That was a hell of a fight. But we got to make sure there's no orcs left in here. So we're, we're yes. going to need to... Give me... Ugh. I'm in definitely in pain. Um... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you have like I'm a, going a to semi-healed chest wound. Just open. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just touch myself and cast cure wounds, second level. You're touching yourself in front of them, or yes, yeah, yeah. around, or oh uh, yeah, I'm definitely uh, what's it? I'm a I'm a voyeur voyeurist. Mm. You're a virgin. <laughs> That's twelve health. Okay, you're back to 20. Back to 20. Um, I also have both of those. As for, I could do it for first level for both of them if you want. If I want. So I'm going to. Okay. So Quinn is going to get 12 health. And Inverna is right. going to get 9 health. Alright, she's at 17. He's at 18. And I'm at 20. Perfect. That's actually like, you know. <laughs> fightable yeah and i say let's let's finish this job quinn tells you that a quick search of these orcs and ogres has yielded each of you 20 gold mm. quinn says uh right um that'll be going to me mom but still good to find the three of you make your way towards this this gatehouse the entire shrine obviously used to be a big walled structure with this sort of 
shrine in the middle and a, a belfry. But now it's all pretty much crumbled. You walk straight through this gatehouse. Um, there's not much here. These enemies you just fight, fought were obviously in, a, in this kind of general courtyard that surrounds this shrine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the, the courtyard now seems to be empty. At the at each end at the you know northeastern, northwestern, southeastern, and southwestern corners, there are four towers. The northwestern and the southern ones are all crumbled. The guy that was shooting at you was on the northeastern. Uh, so you see, there's that tower that you could investigate if you want, and then there's also these double doors leading into the shrine but you don't know if there's more enemies there or not. I right now would be a good time if I, to have the spell detect good and evil so I could detect good or evil. I also mm. okay. I want to go investigate the tower. Okay. Also who's who what god is this a shrine to? Mm. Oh god. A uh, Savras. Savras? Okay. Mm-hmm. So do I need to roll make me a, investigation? Make me a religion check. Oh, religion? I don't think I know anything about Savras, but I'll roll religion anyway. That's an 11. Uh, you know he's a god of some sort. You don't know much. Yeah, that's what I figured. But yeah, I want to investigate this tower, so I'll roll... An investigation for you. Okay. It's a five. Investigation. Yeah, there's an iron ladder inside the tower that climbs up to where this guy was. You check for traps, find nothing. You want to go on up? Yeah, sure. All right, you walk up. It's a pretty good view of the area. Off in the distance, you can see this large mountain. It's an ice-capped mountain that you've seen from Phandalin before, but from here, kind of up now 30 feet, with no real, like, dense woods around, you can really see this mountain, uh, and it it really overlooks this kind of valley that Phandalin's in. Uh, You can also see the outline of Phandalin off in the distance, because you're you're really not too far from the town. Yeah. Uh, So these, these guys were uncomfortably close. To Fandolin, for sure. Yeah. Looking down... Is the can... is the big ice cap mountain, is that where they came from, or did they come from... Uh, that mountain range, generally, okay. you know. You know that, yeah. the, that mountain range was where they came from. Uh, and then looking down, you can see this guy pierced through his head, the guy that Inverna took out last, now just laying down there dead. You climb back down... There's no place else to check out but the the shrine. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my crossbow cocked and ready. Uh, Invernus, and I'm just gonna what? Inverna says, uh, Bradley, I could go around back, and you and Quinn could go in the front if if you like that. I think that's a good idea. Okay. Bradley and I will draw attention to the front. You are um, Bradley. I mean, whoops. <laughs> Quinn and I will draw attention to the front. You two are so close now, it's like one and the same. Quinn looks So at you. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kick down the fucking door. 
Hell yeah. You kick down one side, Quinn kicks down the other. Fucking boom! John Woo doves fly across as there's an <laughs> army of orcs waiting with machine guns. <laughs> oh fuck, get down! You throw a grenade. Boom! Fucking explosion. Just kidding. It's an empty room. It's a main hall. There's a, there's a main hall and there's a belfry. Um, 40 foot high vaulted ceiling. Um, yeah, you see looking up when you walk kind of in, there's a belt for the belfry, like a, it's a bell tower, right? Yeah. There's, there's a bell up there. Um, nice and shiny. Quinn says, oh God, that would probably be worth a pretty penny if we could even move it. The bell? The, the bell, yeah. I mean, look at it. It looks like pure gold. And you look and it is, it is nice. Yeah. Can I do an investigation of this room? Mm-hmm. Okay, die. Please. Please, here, I'm going to kiss you. Please give me a high roll. I got a six. Mm. Yeah, it's a bunch of dust. Inverna comes in from a room on your Ooh, left. Love it. And she says, uh, Bradley, this was some sort of priest's uh, chambers, I guess, but it looks like they were mainly using it for uh, just parties. There's empty liquor bottles and all sorts of stuff in there. It looks like they burnt some furniture. I, I don't know. Did you check out that room? And she points to a door to your right across from her. No, I didn't even notice it, truth be told. And then there's also double doors ahead of you uh, that are also closed. I say we split up. One person checks the single door, two people check the double. Quinn nods and he says, Mr. Copper, you go with the sheriff. I I can check this out. All right. He Let's go, the, Sheriff. He heads to the door on the right. You and Sheriff Nightbreeze walk through these double doors. Six stone pillars brace the vaulted ceiling of this temple, the floor of which is buried under a thick layer of dust. Also covered in dust are four humanoid skeletons in tattered priestly vestments, lying near a stone altar situated in an alcove under four narrow windows. Carved into the front of the altar is a humanoid eye. This is no shrine. It's a tomb. Uh, Inverna says, Savras is, um, he's a, he's a magic god. Like, like wizards like him, I think. I, I dated a wizard once. She, uh, she was real into magic, so... Pretty sure she were to worshipped a uh, old Savras. Does that explain these bodies? Why would they be I mean, here? I don't know. Can I investigate uh, the bodies? Yeah, go ahead and make me an investigation and a perception check. Investigation. So investigation, I got a twenty and a, a dirty twenty, and a perception, I got a twenty-three. Investigation, there's nothing of value on any of these four priests. Um, you don't know how they died. They just seem to be dead, and they have been dead for a long time. 
there is dried orcish urine on their corpses. With a 23 perception, you see that the altar you're looking at is actually hovering. It's not on the ground. It's about uh, maybe three inches up. It's on rollers, uh, so it could be pushed, uh, it looks like. Oh, when you said hovering, I thought you meant like nothing is touching the ground. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Is there anywhere in the room that looks like it could be moved to? It looks like it it, it has a it's place for it. It's just in an alcove, and it looks like it could just be slid out of the alcove. Okay. I let's I I, I pull it out. I'm gonna pull it out of the alcove. Okay. You walk up to it. You put your hands on this altar, and your eyes go white. You fall to the ground, and Verna kind of jumps back, shocked, as you just, it looks like you pass out. Really, what you've done is you've left your body. Bradley, your corporeal form hits the dust, dust floats up into the air, and you realize that you're floating with the dust. You look down at yourself, you look down at Verna, you can see now Quinn in the other room investigating what looked like orcish uh sleep chambers you fly through the roof of this shrine and suddenly you are traveling towards that mountain you were just looking at you hear a voice and it's quite neutral quite monotone it says bradley copper This is where your fate is leading you. And you're soaring towards what you just know in your mind is called Ice Spire Hold. It's a fortress at the top of this snow-capped mountain. And you see on the fortress, there is a sleeping white dragon. The voice tells you, This is Cryovane, and you will have to defeat him. What? Who who will be by your side? Inverna? Quinn? Falcon? Dobin? Or will you find yourself alone facing this beast? You land next to the dragon. You're looking at him, studying his gargantuan size. As you look at him, his eyes open, and you snap back to your body. Bradley, Bradley, what happened? Oh... Quinn is now by your side as well. I think... You alright, boss? Yeah, I'm fine. I just... I'm fine. I'm fine, don't... I think I just passed out there, and I'm gonna do a deception. What? You breathe in too much dust there, Bradley? You're making... I think... You're making deception, they're making insight. 
21. They know nothing of your deceit. Um, Quinn looks at you and says, Mr. Copper, listen, you went down in that fight. I mean, we all did, but now you're breeding in too much dust. Let, let's get the hell out of here. There's no more orcs here. Yes, we- this, uh, this this room was undisturbed for too long. Let's, let's head out. All right, sounds perfect. The three of you leave. It's probably noon. You took care of this entire mission just within the morning, and you make it back to Phandalin uh, in no time. As you're walking, though, uh, Inverna has some questions for you. She says, all right, now that that orc you spoke to at the ranch, he said that this was only one group of orcs. Is that right? As far as I know, yes. I believe that's what he said. Hmm. Um, all right, well, those, I mean, those fools we just fought, you know, they seemed kind of scary, and, I mean, they, they gave us a run for our money, but they were completely disheveled and unorganized. You know... He did mention something about a cult. And Verna's eyes go wide, and she says, Well, Bradley, I, I guess I'm going to share this with you. And she points to the brand on her face. And you see that the brand looks like three little lightning bolts. And she says, uh... Isn't that what was carved on the lighthouse door? Mm-hmm. She says, uh, when I was... When I was a wee babe, uh... Orcs with a, with a cult. A cult of Talos, the evil storm god. They ransacked my small town. <coughs> miles off from here. It's just Bradley getting some dust out of his lungs. Uh, they killed my daddy. And I watched him do it. I was just a wee toddler. and As if I wouldn't remember those fucking monsters that killed my flesh and blood. As if I I would somehow forget that. They decided to leave me with this. And she points back to the brand. Bradley, I was keen on coming with you because I was really hoping maybe today's the day that I would exact vengeance on all those sick creatures that killed my father. But I guess I'll, uh, I'll keep hunting for them. I mean, if they're really people that bad, then we have to put a stop to them. For the good of the land, yes? Absolutely. And we'll we'll figure out a way to find them. You walk back into town. As you walk in... Oh, uh, did, did we get our horses? Oh, yeah, you get your horses. Yeah, so you're, you're riding back into town. As you ride back into town, Harbin Wester is putting up a job on the job board, just kind of tacking it in. And, uh, he says, Oh, oh, uh, Sheriff Nightbreeze, of course, good to see you, Quinn. Uh, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, Bradley, uh, um, I-, I do believe we need to, we need to have a conversation. Yes, do, to what do I owe the pleasure? Well, um, might not be a pleasurable one for you. There, Bradley, I, I received a very disturbing letter from... Big Al Calazorn, at his ranch, and he told me that you 
refused to help him find his award-winning, prize-winning cow, Petunia. Now, why would you not help that man? You saved his life. You're not willing to help him find a cow? That cow apparently was eaten, likely by the dragon who's been terrorizing the land, likely by the dragon that, well, could, could destroy our town. Why didn't you help this man find his cow? He never asked. Quinn kind of... Mr. Copper, he he did ask me, actually. (laughs) I look at Quinn, and then I look back at Harbin, and I say, Oh, well, the man's a bastard. He probably deserved it. I I never... Mr. Copper, that man is a good man. He he has protected the people of Tribal for a very long time, and, and he has helped us a lot with business in Fandolin. Little towns like us need bigger towns to help. Do you not understand that? Do you understand what jeopardizing our relationship with that man could lead to? You if are a representative of this town. If he is willing to jeopardize the relationship between the two towns based on just my actions then he was never in it for helping anyway, and therefore he's not a good person, and you should probably cut off ties with him anyway. You don't have to look at Quinn. Quinn fucking loved that. Uh, Harbin looks to Inverna. She tips her hat. She says, I'll be seeing all three of you around, and she heads off. Harbin says, Well, Mr. Copper, you should know him. I just posted two jobs on the job board, and one of them already got snagged. So you're not the only man in this town now doing work for pay, all right? You're not the only one that I'll come to now if I need something. So you should just keep that in mind if you want to keep getting coin in your pocket, okay? That's fine. I mean, I can always go to another town. There are plenty that need help out here, especially with a dragon about. Harbin just... (sighs) Well, if you want the other job, it's on the board. And he walks And, Townmaster, I am very grateful for your hospitality, but I am doing you these favors. I know you're paying me, but... What? A, it, a favor? How dare but you? But you could be... You, you are could working be paying... for me. You are working for me! I... I don't do well with authority. So I snap at this, and I grab him by his fucking collar, and I shove him against the wall... Or against the job board. And I say, listen here, you fat fuck. You could be dealing with any kind of brigands and thugs. And you're lucky you have someone like me watching your fucking back. And then I put him down. And Quinn, I say, look, I'm, I'm sorry. I Quinn just... gra- grabs your arm and he points. And there are about five or six townspeople who have come out to watch this. And when you make eye contact with them, they look scared of you. And they all go back inside. And I say, look, I'm very grateful for everything you've done. But, I mean, the man was a bastard. Okay, I don't know what to tell you. He dusts himself off and he says, right, Mr. Copper, well, the job board. And he walks off back towards his, his hall. Quinn, well, uh, Quinn looks at you and he awkward. says, he says, Mr. Copper, listen, right now, all right, listen, I'm your, I'm your best mate, all right? Uh, I That was brutally honest and badass, but also you got to keep in mind, small towns like this, they don't like that kind of behavior. You got People are looking at you as a hero, and, and 
you're always being watched. Everything you say and do is going to matter. Your reputation could go like that. So you gotta, you got to be smart about that, Mr. Copper. But that being said, I, I, I'm the first to say that was fucking cool. Uh, he says, round of drinks on me back at the end. Yes, I, I'd grab the job off the board, not even look at it, and I say, let's go to the end. Okay. And I just carry it with me. Out of uh, the story, for all the DMs listening and for all the players who shouldn't be listening but are listening, uh, there are three middle-tier quests that are offered to the players of Dragon of Icefire Peak. One being the ranch quest that's already been done, and then there's a loggers quest, and then there's a quest called the Mountain's Toe Goldmine, and the Mountain's Toe Goldmine has nothing to do with the rest of the story. And earlier quests didn't either, right? Like, the gnomes, what do they matter to the story, right? The, the dwarves in the mine hardly factor in. It's all pretty loose in the beginning. But now that you're this involved in the story of this dragon and what's going on, I feel like every quest should count towards the story. So I'm going to put a YouTube video up on our YouTube channel. Uh, running through Mountain's Toe Goldmine for any DMs that want that resource. But otherwise, it's not something that I want to put in this story, in this game. But it can be fun. And if you're a DM running this and you want to run it, go to our YouTube and Oh, check. was that the was that the other job that was taken? Exactly. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You and Quinn go back to the inn. Toblin serves you a few rounds uh Quinn's drinking wine. What are you drinking? I'm going to be shooting... I'm guessing they don't have tequila. What's the strongest liquor he has? They got tequila. It's oh, just, they got tequila? It's just in the Sword like, Coast? A, a K, yeah. Oh, okay. And then I'm going to be, uh, I'm gonna be drinking... I'm going to be drinking uh, tequila. Okay, perfect. Just taking straight shots of it. Uh, as you're shooting shots... Uh, Quinn's sipping on some wine. The two of you are talking about, you know, that was like a crazy fight you just got into. But here you are, both standing. Good work. Uh, Quinn says to you, Mr. Copper, you got a you got a girl in your life you're interested in? At the moment, no, I don't. Unfortunately. M- make me a perception check. Perception, you say. 16. At the end of the bar, Elsa is wiping mugs, and her eyes kind of go wide, and she kind of blushes at that, the sound of that, and she, ho, 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 uh, as she's wiping mugs, she's taking shots herself, because she is always drinking on the job. <laughs> um, says, Mr. Cropper, you're a good-looking guy, you know? I mean, like, what's what's holding you back? You know, Quinn, I'm not entirely certain what's holding me back i've just rarely uh piqued the interest of women for some reason i can't think of what it is but oh well i mean hey mr copper uh, for one you know you don't want to get too attached right because in our line of business you may leave a woman just absolutely broken-hearted Oh, absolutely. I mean, just now, you know, all three of us almost died back at that shrine. So. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if, if Inverna's got any lucky man or woman, you know, by her bed, 
they could have been real disappointed tonight. Oh, and, absolutely. I mean, I, I I honestly think about Didi quite a lot back in Nomengard, but, you know, I, I feel like I had to cut that off when I left, because, you know, what if what if I get gored by a displacer beast, right, out here on a, the road with yeah, you? Yeah, no, I completely understand. It is a tough... A tough life that we lead, for sure. Absolutely. Um, now, obviously, we're not going to be setting out tonight, but you want to check out what this this new job yeah, is? Yeah, I, I might as well. I uh, unfold it in front of me and I look at it. It's a logger's camp quest. Deep in Neverwinter Wood, along the river that floats west towards Neverwinter, there's a logging camp. Every two months, Fandolin delivers fresh supplies to the camp, which is run by the half-brother of Fandolin's town master, Harbin Wester. Barthen, the local provisioner, has prepared a new delivery. He needs someone to bear the supplies safely to the camp, return to Harbin Wester with a notice of delivery signed by his half-brother, Tybor Wester, to claim your reward of a hundred gold. I mean, that sounds pretty easy, Mr. Copper. It does. That's just a quick errand out and back. Yes, I'm just... I feel awkward, and I feel bad. Harbin didn't deserve the outbreak that I had at him today. Right, well, kinda, right? He's he's a he's a bit of a puss. I mean, yes, but that's you know, if I wasn't an adventurer, I'd be terrified of a dragon too. Right. I mean I'm still pretty terrified. I mean I of am an adventurer and I'm still terrified of a dragon. You know, I, I seeing it up close twice now, it's so <laughs> Yes. Yes. Right, right. Well, I mean, let's set off towards it tomorrow. Right? Yeah, let's get a good good night's sleep. I'll try and think of something to make up to Harbin. The two of you shoot the shit a little bit more, uh, eating dinner and whatnot, uh, just hanging out in the inn. Uh, do you want to talk to anybody here? I mean, you want to keep talking to Quinn? I'll talk to, I'll talk to Elsa for a little bit. All right. You, uh, you head over to Elsa she says, well, hello there, Mr. Copper. It's good to see you there. Hello, Elsa. How are you doing this fine evening? Oh, I'm just peachy there, Mr. Copper. Listen, um, you know, I was wondering, because, you know, you like singing so much and whatnot. Um, what is it that makes you write them songs like? What is it that's your um, inspiration, I suppose? Well, my inspiration, I would say... Because you write all your own songs, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yes. Every song is original and by me and performed by me. Um, so what you think is it that like, makes, makes your gut say, okay, I'm going to write this little ditty? For me, it's... Well, before I became an adventurer, it was, you know, my life, my my family, my father, my friends. And those songs, you know, they weren't as good. Uh, but I'd say since I've begun traveling and, and meeting folk and, and seeing the world and nearly dying, those are something to sing about. Those are the real stories that 
people want to hear. That's the real music. That's what drives you, you know? Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I, I guess I, I do get that. Um, I don't know, though. Don't, don't you get all lonely out there on the road? I mean, truth be told, I do. But I... It'll be worth it one day, I assume. Well, if I what, don't die, of course. <laughs> I mean, what makes it worth it for you, though? Is it the gold? I mean, the gold doesn't hurt. But it's I mean, a sense of purpose, I guess. I've never really felt like I was needed, or really even wanted, until I came to Phandalin. And, you know, everybody, they like me. They, well, they love my music. and they Really, they, they love you. Mr. Copper, I mean, what's not to love, right? You're just so keen and peachy. I am pretty keen and peachy, aren't I? Uh, what about you, Elsa? What uh, What is your muse? Um, no, never heard that word before. What inspires you? you? Mm, mm. Well, I mean, I, I really do like making good money. Um... You know, that's well, why we I'm, have that in common, don't we? I'm, I'm in here all bloody fucking day every day, right? But, I mean, Toblin's a good man to work for, and his wife, Trilena, and I get on well. So, you know, I, I don't know what inspires me, but I will say this, Mr. Copper. Um, you know, I feel something when I listen to you sing. And what is that? Well, I, I think it's just... Plain, simple joy. I'm glad. I really am. The door to the inn swings open. Trilena, Toblin's wife, walks in and she says, Toblin, dear, please, um, please come speak to me. Um, he looks at her. He's serving some local uh, a beer. And he walks over and he says, Is everything all, all right, Trilena? Uh, would you like to... Stay out of this, or, or try and listen? What are you thinking? I want to try and listen, but I don't want to be caught eavesdropping. Make me stealth and perception, then. Okay. Uh, let's do stealth first. That's going to be a 23 stealth. And then perception is going to be 18. You mosey on back to the bar making it very indiscreet, just kind of leaving Elsa hanging in your conversation. <laughs> you hear Trilena say, Love, it's the the dwarven mine right by here. It's it's not far off at all. Right? I mean, it's close. Oh, yes, sweetie, it's close. So what? I just got news running the post that that mine was attacked by a dragon. Two miners were killed, and... That one of the dwarves who runs it, Dazlin, he lost an arm being attacked by this dragon. I, sweetie, that is so close to us. Are, are we in danger? Toblin looks to her, puts his hand on her cheek, and he says, Trilena, of course, no. Fandolin is safe. We will be okay.
Modular is Thorne George as Bradley Copper, and Luke Job is our DM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music, and you can find his website link in the description of this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod, join our private Facebook group at The Modular Podcast Fan Club, follow us on Instagram at The Modular Podcast, follow us on TikTok at The Modular Podcast, and subscribe to us on YouTube at The Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout out to Audrey Carlton, Sydney Donahue, and Will Baker, who follow us on Twitter. And if you want a shout out, maybe you should follow us on Twitter too. Also, share us at your local aquarium at your local zoo, at a friend or relative's house who has a lot of animals, we really want to get them in on it. New episodes come out every Tuesday, and until then, thank you for listening to Modular.